On today's first round KO, I talk about all of the news in the NFL regarding Antonio Brown and Jalen Ramsey, and then I give my predictions for week three in the NFL. Let's get it. Welcome to the most must-hear sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, a.k.a. Howard J. Minshew II. <laughs> and this is First Round KO. I'm happy to be here. We're talking sports. Quick side note, this episode is very late because, uh, long story short, studio... Uh, Studio time is going to be cut down this semester, so I possibly need to find a new place to record. <laughs> so that's going to be a work in the progress for the next couple of weeks. Um, one of the future, probably the next episode um, is going to, it's probably, the quality, the, the audio quality is probably not going to be fantastic. I'm going to do what I can in editing, um, but there's every chance that I have to film it in a brick room in the basement of my dorms. <laughs> Long story short, so... Be ready for that. I I already apologize for that audio. Hopefully I hopefully it sounds good. Hopefully I can edit it down. But anyway, that's for the future. This is for the now. I'm not going to go back and look at last week's games. Um, I have a few reactions to those games, but nothing big. It's week two. Uh, most of the stuff that I was going to say, major overreaction kind of stuff. So it's week two. I'm not too worried about it. But in the future, I'm really going to try more i'm gonna try better to get these episodes out quicker so i apologize for that but we're gonna look at week three and do predictions for week three in just a couple moments here but i want to talk about some news in the world of the nfl first and the biggest news coming out of new england antonio brown has been released by the new england patriots this is after multiple uh, sexual, uh, what are the, uh, what are they? It's not harassment. It's a, oh, it's like sexual misconduct is the wording that I, that I see a lot. Um, so a lot of, a lot of shady stuff going around with Antonio Brown and he's being accused of sexual assault by multiple people. One of the, one of the accounts was dropped, but there are multiple other accounts that are still going on. Um, Antonio Brown has only played one game with the Patriots, and he, he looked really good with them. They threw him the ball a lot, um, but he has now been released by the Patriots, which is saying something because there has been a lot of things on the Patriots that's happened, and players have stayed on the team. So you know how bad this situation is. Um, a lot of people are saying, like, is Antonio Brown ever going to play a game in the NFL again? Of course he is. I, I think he is. Now, an argument against that might be Ray Rice. I You know, strong argument. But then you also look at like Kareem Hunt, who was signed to a who signed to a different team before <laughs> before he even served his suspensions. So you never know. I think Brown is talented, and again, I just want to clarify what he is doing it, or what he has done is absolutely terrible and unforgivable. 
I'm just looking at it from the way of sports, and I know how sport, like, a lot of people get second chances that, that, that they don't necessarily deserve. I don't agree with it. All I'm saying is that this is probably what's going to happen. I think he is going to get a second chance. He's young. He's still basically in the prime of his career, and he's super, super talented. I think he's still going to get another shot. I don't think he's going to play this season necessarily. If he does, it'll be after a lengthy suspension. But I think he's done for this season. But the next year or even the year after, teams are going to reach out to him. I think it's just inevitable. It's going to happen. But it's it sucks for Antonio. Uh, no, 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 sorry. It sucks for the Patriots. It sucks for the Steelers. It sucks for the Raiders. He has played all of these guys. Um, he didn't really play the Patriots. That This is just some unfortunate stuff that – Antonio made some really, really, really stupid decisions in his past. <laughs> and, that, and that's what that comes down to. So it sucks for New England that they, I don't know if they were in on all this, but they they went through a lot of trouble to get him. There was a lot of scrutiny with it. He only played one game. So, and Antonio's losing out on a lot of money here. He he went from getting 30,000 guaranteed to only, or 30 million guaranteed, sorry, and then to 9, 9 million guaranteed, and now he's only guaranteed like 15, what was it? It's like, like 500,000, I don't know. It's it's still a big number, but it's not, you know, the, he, he screwed himself out of a lot of money, and this is just terrible. I cannot believe that this is actually happening. There's multiple accusers, like I said. I don't want to talk about this much longer, but I, I just think so. I saw this really interesting stat. So, Antonio Brown's career in Pittsburgh was 3,189 days. AB's uh, career in Oakland, <laughs> if you could even call it that, was 182 days. AB in New England was 14 days. And then this is the one that kills me. AB in Buffalo was only nine hours. <laughs> the, I don't know. It, it, it's very, it's very sad to see this come out. Um, like I said, he's an exceptionally talented player. He was regarded as one of the one of the best receivers in the league, and it's truly terrible to see this come out about him. So, I, I want to move on from that. Anyway, um, let's talk about Thursday night football, shall we? Let's talk about the Jaguars, the, my second favorite team. And they have been for a while. Don't don't accuse me of bandwagoning. And my new favorite quarterback, who isn't named Aaron Rodgers, Gardner Minshew II. This man is electric. And I wish this was a video podcast so you could see me right now. I And this is not even on purpose. I'm growing out my hair and my facial hair for a Halloween costume. I'm already kind of preparing for that because I like to go in on those. Not as in as one of the – whoever that guy in the news is, the Canadian – prime minister i think he is i don't go as hard as he does if you don't know what i'm talking about look that up that's some interesting stuff but anyway i like to go all in for my costumes um last year i did like facial hair and my long hair for star lord and years past i've gone like full body suits i i spend probably way too much money for halloween but this year i'm gonna be hopper so i'm growing out my hopper from stranger things i'm growing out my hair get the hawaiian shirt i'm gonna grow a big mustache so that has already started I already have lo somewhat long hair <laughs> and a somewhat mustache right now, and I look like Gardner Minshew, <laughs> and it's great. I love this dude. I loved him when he came in. As soon as Nick Foles, I was watching on Red Zone. As soon as Nick Foles got injured, sucks for Nick Foles. I, I'm, I, 
I really hate that because I think Jaguars could have been really good with him this year. But as soon as I saw this dude putting on his helmet with his long hair, his headband, the swagger that he carries himself with, a mustache, which is just taken over Jacksonville, this dude is incredible. And I fell in love with him from the start. Then he goes 22 of 25 for like 275 yards against Kansas City. And then last week, he almost beats the Texans. He scores a last-second touchdown. They could have tied the game, but no. Doug Marone said, Gardner, we're going for the win. And they went for two. They didn't get it, unfortunately. With Leonard Fournette, nine times out of ten, they'd get that. And and then Thursday night, Gardner Minshew puts on a show in his first home game in Jacksonville, scoring two touchdowns, no interceptions. And Gardner Minshew the second has just has just taken over Jacksonville culture. There's already so many number 15 jerseys in the stadiums. Everyone has fake mustaches. Everyone and and his dad. Okay, his dad is huge. His dad is jacked. Like we've seen jack dads before, but this dude is big and he wears a visor and he's got kind of longer, not longer, but kind of long short blonde hair. If you've ever seen Letterkenny on Hulu, he looks like McMurray. <laughs> um, but the, the, this dude is awesome. Like, his reactions in the stadium are awesome. Gardner Minshew, all the stories about Gardner Minshew, this dude does a post-game band stretch, like, with the, with the exercise band. He stretches post-game, and he's jockstrapping aviators. <laughs> like, this dude, he wrestles fish and alligators. I, this man is incredible. He could have went to Alabama. Granted, he would have went. He would have been a third string behind Hertz and Tua, but he was going to coach and like Nick Saban want. But then um, Mike Leach of Washington State. I think I get that college right. I know Mike Leach is the right coach. He was like, "Hey, you could go do that and be third string, or you could come to Washington State and be the leading passer in the in the, in college football." And he was. <laughs> he had the most yards per game in the FBS. And he was fifth in the Heisman voting. I don't know where this dude came from. I didn't hear about him until he was putting on his helmet to come into that week one game against Kansas City. And then this game against Jack or against Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. I got to watch a full, a full Gardner Minshew game, and he is just incredible. He looks really good. He takes risks, but like smart risks that a that a rookie quarterback would not normally do. He's got a really good arm, and it's not like a super strong arm. Like, you know, when you think of, like, I I don't even know. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, um, of course, those are the only two examples I can think of. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, he's got a super strong arm. But, like, you, it's not a super strong arm, but his accuracy and what he wants to do with the ball, it's really impressive. At least it was here. And I, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I know he's thrown a couple interceptions. One of them wasn't his fault. Um, I remember week one, it was a screen pass or something. But, like, man, I I absolutely <laughs> I, I absolutely love this Minshew guy. And I I think, and, and again, he's only played three games and he's a rookie. But I think, I think he's going to play very well this season. I think he is going to put some doubt in that Jacksonville coaching staff to where there is going to be a quarterback controversy when Nick Foles comes back. I don't, and I think that's later in the season. I think he's targeting week 11, I think I heard Nick Foles say. So come week 11, I think there's a quarterback. That, do, you go back. Do you do you keep Tom Brady in the game or do you put in Drew, or do you put 
Drew Drew Bledsoe back in the game? Uh, It's an interesting question because I I don't know. I, I I don't know. We'll have to see how Minchie's playing. I think I I think he could be the future. I really wish that this would have happened a year ago when we still had Bortles in Jacksonville. And if Minshew would have came in here and done this <laughs> a year ago, we would not have we we could have parted ways with Blake Bortles like we did. We would not have had to sign money on Nick Foles. Granted, I still like Nick Foles. I still think he could be good for this team if Minshew isn't the guy, but we would not have had to spend money on Foles and we could just be riding this court. Oh man, this dude is amazing. I love him. I, I absolutely love him. I'm enthralled. I have a jersey on the way already. <laughs> It'll be here in a couple of weeks. I am so excited about this dude. Jacksonville won. I believe it was 20 to 7. Their defense looked good. Jalen Ramsey played. We have to talk about that too. Jalen Ramsey now wants a trade out of Jacksonville. He said he wants money and he wants to win. Well, that was <laughs> Ramsey said he wants to win. And then Jim Rome goes on his show and says, I think Jalen Ramsey wants money and he wants to win. Good job, Rome. You're going to break sports with that take. Are you kidding me? Every player wants money and they all want to win. Get out of here. I can't believe that was a headline I saw on, on my social media feed. That was absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, Ramsey wants out. I would love him to come to Green Bay. It probably won't happen, but I think it is realistic. Um... We could give up a we could give up a first round and Kevin King honestly or just some, Kevin or a first round and another pick or another player. I think it's possible. I think we have the cap space to re-sign him for the next five years, which would be amazing. I think that it would solidify that defense. I honestly think Packers would be Super Bowl contenders with Ramsey, but again, I don't think that's going to happen. The top teams we're looking at are like Seattle, um, Oakland, Philly. Kansas City, I heard Baltimore, I heard New York. Mm, there's another team that I'm missing. There's a couple teams that are in on. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see who gets him if he goes anywhere. Uh, maybe he's maybe he loves Gardner Minshew as much as I do, but I'm very excited to see where he goes um, because I'm a big I'm a big Ramsey fan. I would love him to stay in Jacksonville. I'd love him to come to Green Bay, but I just want to watch him play football because he is just he's a fantastic young cornerback i personally think he's the best corner in the league but yeah anyway um and staying on uh, staying on saxonville for a sec saxonville's back the the, the nine sacks against tennessee calais campbell with three of them saxonville is back josh allen looked really good unique and gawkway was reading play unique and gawkway i don't think had the stats to back it up but i was watching him and he read a lot of plays where he was almost the safety valve like a lot of like those those read options where Mariota went for the run on most of them, or maybe they were just play action and Mariota, but Yannick was there to take down Mariota if he would have kept the ball almost every time. And Josh Allen too. Like these guys, this defense looked really good. And I don't know what this defense would look like without Jalen Ramsey. I'm, I'm curious to see it. They still have Bouye and Ronnie Harrison's looking really good. And their, their linebacking core is really good. Their defensive line is really good. I think they can still be a good defense, just not as good without Ramsey. And I don't think that's a hot take. But anyway, enough of Thursday night. I think Jacksonville, if they keep Ramsey and Minshew keeps playing this well, I think Jacksonville takes this division. It's as simple as that. Houston's O-line is not good enough. Tennessee is not good enough, especially with Mariota. And we don't know what the Colts are yet. We, we really still don't know what this Colts team is. All right, so let's look at Sunday. 
football. We're looking at predictions. I don't think there was any other news. Let me just double check real quick. Um, I'm just kind of looking at. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) There's that Jim Rome thing. That was ridiculous. Anyway, okay, anyway, yeah. Well, all right. Week three, NFL predictions. Let's go. This will probably be a shorter podcast, too, because I got to record the other one tonight. Denver Broncos in Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers. I like the Packers in this one, obviously. I think both defenses are good. I think the Packers are a little better at this point. Um, and Preston Smith seems to be full on, full in on this Packers defense, and he absolutely believes in them. He kept saying, like, a lot of people didn't believe in us. Now you can't be bandwagoners, which is fine because I've been believing in you ever since we signed those three guys that one day. I said this defense is going to be really good, and I've been trying to tell people, and no one would listen to me. Colin Coward has been saying the same thing, and I know he's wrong a lot, but I, of course he's going to drill it into your heads that he was right. But I'm, I've also been on this bandwagon from the, from the get-go. I like this Packers defense. I think this offense will get going, especially at Lambeau. I think this is promising for them. It, it'll it'll still look uh, bumpy, I, I'll say. It, it, will, it still won't look full strength because that Denver defense is still good. It's still very good. But I still think Packers, and I, I don't think Flacco's as good as he was in Baltimore either. I'm going to go somewhere around, and I really only do this for Packers or Jags games. I'm going to go somewhere around 24, 27 for the Packers and like 14, 17 uh, for the Broncos. One or two score game. It'll be a low scoring game. If you're a betting man, I move 43 is the line. I would probably take that. I would probably take the under on that. Um, Let's see. All right. Bengals at Buffalo Bills. This is an interesting game. Um, I like Buffalo. I Andy Dalton had that really good game week one. I, I Like I said last week, I think that was an anomaly. I don't think that's going to happen every week. He's not going to throw 418 every week. I don't think that's a hot take. I, I just don't like this Cincinnati team, and especially without A.J. Green. Once he comes back, they'll be better, but they're still not impressive. I still don't think Dalton's the guy. I still think Dalton's going to be in the same uh, situation that Marvin Lewis was in, where he is consistently getting them to seven and nine, eight and eight, maybe making a playoff every once in a while, and they just won't let him go. And Dalton, Dalton will be stuck in Cincinnati. Cincinnati will be stuck with Dalton for a while. I think that's how that's going to go. But Buffalo's looking really good. That defense is pretty solid. Josh Allen is really good. Those receivers are quick. Get able to get open for Josh Allen, and Josh Allen's able to get the ball to him. That that's as simple as it is. And he's a great. He is the best fit for for Buffalo weather. He's a big guy, big hands. He's able to grip that ball. Um, and I know that's not a factor yet, but I still like Buffalo at home. I'll go with the Bills. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about this game very long. Miami at Dallas. Dallas is favored minus 22 and a half. I mean, Miami's Miami's done. And there's nothing, unfortunately. And they're starting Rosen this week. And it's like, oh, will he look good? No, he won't. And that's not an indictment on Rosen. 
the coaching staff is tanking. They want to lose. And if they want to lose, they can lose because they can call the plays. <laughs> and they can set these players up to fail. And that's what they're going to do. That's what they've been doing these last two weeks. You think it's a you think it's coincidence? You think that team is actually that bad that they've given up almost 60 points the last two games? No, I don't think they are. I think if I think if the coaching staff was actually trying, they wouldn't win, but I think they'd be better. I think it I think they would hold teams to like 30, 35. <laughs> but they're tanking. The coaching staff and the general manager are tanking. And I don't know if it's for Tua or if it's for someone else, but they're tanking. Okay, Rosen, this is you're you're throwing Rosen to the wolves right now, <laughs> and that's just not, that's just not good. It's not going to be good. But anyway, Dallas is really good. Dak is looking good. I still don't think he's a great quarterback without Zeke. Cooper looks good. Cobb looks good. I can't think of the other Galloway. I think is the other receiver. He looks good. Witten still looks good even after being in the booth for the year. And the defense, defense still looks solid. And that offensive line still looks solid. Cowboys are good. I think the Cowboys are a top five team in the in the NFC right now. I really do. So anyway, I'm not gonna. The Cowboys are winning that. I don't think I needed to say that, but I will. Falcons at Colts. We don't know. We don't know who these teams are. Specifically, the Colts with Brissett. They haven't figured out who they are themselves. Plus, Marlon Mack is questionable this weekend. I hope he plays fantasy purposes but i mean for the colt's sake too i hope he plays he's a really talented guy the falcons however i don't know what matt ryan is like he i think he is as good as his coach and right now his coach is still not great i know they got the win over the eagles on monday night last night or last week and they looked good they didn't look great i don't know i i i don't know what this team is devonta freeman does not look excuse me devonta freeman does not look good and Julio has been able to get going and they have a really good receiving and Austin Hooper is a really good tight end. And like, but their defense is a little like shady still. I, they have really good defensive players, but their defense has not been playing well. I don't know. I really don't know what to make of this Falcons team. I would almost lean towards the Falcons this weekend, but if Marlon Mack plays in Indianapolis, uh, man, and Vinatieri hasn't been making his kicks. I might go with Atlanta in this one. I think I'm going to go Atlanta. Yeah. Mm, that one's tough. I think I think I'll go Atlanta. They get another. They squeak another one out. How about that? Ooh, one of the most interesting games of the weekend: the Baltimore Ravens going to Kansas City for a rematch of last year. I'm very excited for this game. Both of these offenses, both of these offenses, have looked very good. Kansas City's defense is not great. Baltimore's defense is pretty good. You would think that that favors Baltimore, and I think it does, but Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and that's not a knock on Lamar at all. I think Lamar has looked great. He's proved me wrong for sure, and I wanted him to. I wanted Lamar to come out and show me that he could play quarterback, so I'm very happy that he has. I drafted him in fantasy. Very happy that he has, but it's Patrick Mahomes. He's the MVP from last season. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Even without Tyreek Hill, this offense is explosive. They're getting their ball to the running backs. This, this offense is good. I think this, this game is going to be a lot like it was last year. Maybe not going into overtime, but it's going to come down to whoever has that ball last and whoever's defense can make that one big play. 
if there's a big turnover, if one of these defenses can pick off the other quarterback, I think that is the advantage right there. And I can't really say it's okay. Here's my pick. It's hard to go into Arrowhead and win. I'm going to go with the chiefs. I'm going to put my money on Patrick Mahomes. There's every chance in the world that Baltimore goes in and wins this, but I'm going to go with the chiefs. Oakland at Minnesota. This one's also interesting. I'm not exactly, uh, not exactly sure on this one either. And it, it sounds like Josh Jacobs is questionable. It sounds like he's like sick or something. So that hampers the Raiders defense. That kind of stinks um, for him. Minnesota's probably going to win this at home. Oakland does look good. I don't remember what they did week two, to be honest. Here, let me look. But Minnesota has looked really good. Their defense is good. Um, Kirk Cousins shouldn't throw as much. We saw that in the Green Bay game last week. So if they run the ball more with Cook, which they will. Oh, the Raiders lost to the Chiefs last week. So week one, they look good, but that was against Denver. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely going with Minnesota because they, they, I think they learned their lesson from last week. They're going to run the ball with Delvin Cook a lot, especially in the first half. It's just going to be a, it's going to be a very run-heavy offense. Put your tight ends in there. Just, just beat them in the trenches. Cook's going to break off for a couple big runs. And then Kirk Cousins can throw every once in a while, but he should not be throwing, I don't know, what, 36 passes that he did last week. That's just not who he is, and he's not going to out-throw Aaron Rodgers. I think we all knew that. And I don't know why people expected him to. But Minnesota will take care of business at home, I think, for sure. The Jets at the Patriots, 21.5. The Patriots are favored by it, which is, I thought was higher. It was higher than the Cowboys-Dolphins at one point. Maybe that's different odds on a different website. But, I, I mean, the, the Patriots are winning, right? <laughs> There's no other outcome for this. The, the, the Jets have not looked good. They still don't have C.J. Mosley or Quinnen Williams. They, they're on their third-string quarterback, Luke Falk. And, they, and the Patriots have Brady. They have Sony, Sony Michelle. They have James White. They have Josh Gordon. They have Julian Edelman. And then on defense, good God, that defense is incredible. The Patriots are winning this. I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots shut out the Jets this week. I really, with a third string quarterback in there, that defense who held Big Ben Roethlisberger to three points. Yeah, Patriots are taking this one. That's all I have to say. Lions at Philly. I said it last week and I'll say it again this week. Carson Wentz, go out there and show me that you can play a full four quarters. Go out and show the city of Philadelphia why they picked you over their Super Bowl MVP quarterback, Nick Foles. They picked you over Nick Foles, and you couldn't beat the Falcons last week on Monday Night Football. The Falcons have not looked good. I Carson Wentz is better than what he is playing, and maybe he's not. Maybe this is just who we're getting, but I really think he is a better quarterback than the way he is playing right now. He needs to be able to go out and play a full four quarters. And I haven't seen that out of him yet. And hopefully this is where, against the Detroit team, this is a great week for him to do it. I said that last week against Atlanta. He didn't do that. This is a good team for to go against, to play a full four quarters, come out hot, come out throwing, come out making big plays, run if you need to, make some plays, score a couple touchdowns in the first, or at least score two scores in the first, Get go into halftime with a two-score lead, and come out hot in the second half, win a football game, play a full four quarters. That's all I'm asking. On the other hand, Detroit, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they are. They have a good offense. TJ Hawkinson has been a great rookie tight end for, for Detroit. I really like him. He's on a couple of my fantasy teams. Matt Stafford is a good quarterback, and he's just been plagued by bad teams, unfortunately. And that's what that comes down what that comes down to. Um, and then the rest of their team is just, they they release CJ Anderson, a running back. Why you would do that, I don't know. So you could give the ball to carry on Johnson more. We'll see how that works out for you. And this defense has good players. Some, like, I I don't know, maybe three. I'd have to look at the roster. I know I'm being harsh, but this Detroit team is just not impressive. I'm definitely going with the Phillies at home on this one. I might take the under on the 45.5, but that's just me. Panthers at Cardinals. Now, Cam Newton is out this week, and I don't know who their quarterback is. It, his last name is Allen, I believe. Um, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to find it. Sorry. I, I, I don't know. But Cam, I don't know. I, I don't think. All right, here's the thing. I'm going to pick Arizona in this game. Arizona has looked good. I've, I might have picked Arizona still with Cam Newton playing. And here, uh, Cam Newton has not looked good. Honestly, if I'm being realistic, Cam Newton has not looked good since he was in the Super Bowl against Von Miller. The man who was drafted a pick above as the number one overall pick. He has not played well since that Super Bowl. And I think that's super telling. I just think he didn't show up. He was not able to play under the lights. And now he, he just, I think he's too injury prone. Obviously, he's not playing this week. I think after this season, if this continues for the Panthers, they need to look at a new quarterback. They need to look at their quarterback situation. They need to look at moving Cam Newton and looking towards the future because I don't think Cam is the answer for you guys. It's just not working. It's unfortunately not working. But speaking of quarterbacks of the future, Kyler Murray is definitely the guy in Arizona. And I maybe I'll change my mind by the end of the season, but he has looked good barring that first half against Detroit. I think he's looked really good. And I think at home this week, they're actually favored by two and a half. I like this. I like this team. Larry Fitzgerald is off to the best start of his career with two with 100 yards in each game. And that's all thanks to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's getting him the ball. He's getting the ball into playmakers' hands. He's making plays now. He's not making, you know, he's learning from his rookie mistakes quickly already. It's only week three. And that defense is good enough. They have really good uh, front seven. I like Arizona in this game. Giants at Buccaneers. Giants are starting their rookie quarterback, Daniel Jones. Speaking of rookies, I like this move. I'm a big fan of Daniel Jones. I don't think he should have been picked where he was at number six. I think almost Drew Locke might have been better. I think Dwayne Haskins would have been a better pick. But I, I've come to like Daniel Jones. He's a smart kid. He went to Duke University, and that's not, you know, that's not that's not a football school. They're very I mean they're a basketball school and like lacrosse too. But like it's a very it, it, he he got a good education there for sure. And I I just think he's a smart dude. From what I saw in the preseason, he's really good at reading these defenses. So I think going against Tampa Bay this week is a really good opportunity for him to go out there and show New York and show the rest of the NFL what he's made of and why he deserves to be the starting quarterback for the New York Giants. So I'm excited to see him play that. Saquon's going to have a great game, of course, Barkley. And I know uh, Golden Tate's coming back for the Giants 
making his Giants debut, I guess. And uh, he's got, I think it was a four-game suspension. So he's got one more week, and then so week five, he's back. That could be a big weapon for Daniel Jones. I don't know. And Evan Ingram, I like this offense with Jones, honestly. Like, Eli was not getting it done. And Eli, there's no, there's no, what's the word I'm looking for here? There's no shame in in this happening to you. You're just losing it. Like, you're just getting old, and that's, it happens, man. <laughs> it, look at your brother. <laughs> your brother went and limped his way to a Super Bowl with the Denver defense. Like, it happens, man. It happens. Don't feel shame. I think this is Daniel Jones's time. I think this is Daniel Jones's team. On the other hand, Tampa Bay needs to move on from Jameis. I think he's unfixed. I, I really think he's beyond fixing at this point, even for Bruce Arians. And the rest of that team is not, that's just not impressive they, uh, they haven't even got the ball to oj howard he's had like two catches this season he didn't have a single target last week and oj howard is a very talented tight end so uh, tampa bay needs to figure something out i got the giants on the road on that game uh, a couple more games here sorry uh houston at chargers now i think bosa is gonna run over this uh, houston offensive line i mentioned er earlier Houston's offensive line is not great. <laughs> it's really not. Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Watson is like the most sacked quarterback over the past like 50 years. <laughs> Honestly, like that's a real stat. And it's just bad. And Bosa is going to go through there. He's just that that defensive line and the Chargers are just going to have a field day with Watson, I really think. And the cornerbacks are the, that team is just good. That defense and then that offense offense is good too. I, there, there's not much else i can say i just think texans are good but the chargers are way better and i think this is just a really good matchup for the chargers so definitely going with la at home pittsburgh steelers at the 49ers this is where we find out what kind of team the 49ers are they should be able to go in and beat a rookie quarterback mason rudolph rookie quarterback maybe it was last season maybe this is the second season. young quarterback mason rudolph believe this is his first start could be wrong on that but the 49ers should go in and win their defense well and it's at it's at home their defenses look good garoppolo has looked good the offense looks good even with burrito at running back because mckinnon's still injured i think they're fine the receiving core is still banged up and i think they lost staley I still think that offense is good. Shanahan's offense is always good. You can plug any running back into there, basically, and they're going to be a good team. I like San Francisco at home. I'm interested to see Mason Rudolph play, but I'm holding out judgment on that. So still going with San Fran, but it'll be an interesting game. And New Orleans at Seattle. I'm taking Seattle. Drew Brees is out. They're running a two-quarterback system, which I think could potentially work. It's two quarter. It's Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater. And it could potentially work. That's a very athletic offense. But this is the first week of it. I don't think it's gonna. It's hard to play defense. I just don't. I just don't think they're gonna be able to get rolling on offense quite. And I think Seattle will be able to just score more. Honestly, because that defense hasn't looked great either for for New Orleans. So I'm going to go with Seattle. I, there's every chance that this offense comes out and just like puts up huge points because it's just like this weird wildcat West Coast type of offense. And it could be really fun to watch. I just don't think it's going to work quite yet in week one. And then we go to Sunday night football, Cleveland 
is hosting the LA Rams. The Rams are winning this. I've, I've Cleveland beat up a JV high school team. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's mean. The, the Jets did not look good on Monday night, and Cleveland didn't look good either. There are a lot of throws that Baker should have made that he didn't make. And Coward has this really interesting piece, and I I don't mean to bring him up a lot because there are some weird things that he says, but I think he had a really interesting piece about how Baker Mayfield this offseason was doing a bunch of commercials and he got married. Not like there's anything wrong with being married, but if you're going to get married, you shouldn't do 41 commercials and all of the huge magazine interviews and that kind of stuff. Like He made, he made a good point, and maybe I'm just sipping the Coward Kool-Aid here, but like but then cuz cuz he did all that this offseason and you look at Lamar Jackson he didn't do anything except for work out put on over 10 pounds and work on his throwing and look at what Lamar Jackson's doing i'm i might be just, just drinking the Kool-Aid here but Cleveland did not look good he has evidence to back this up and i and now when Joku's out and Baker Baker's not good with the 11 personnel he's much better with the 12 personnel when there's extra time for him to throw um Ah man, I but uh, sorry, I, uh, LA's winning. <laughs> like Gurley's gonna run all over that defense. Goff's gonna be able to throw wherever he wants. He's not gonna make any mistakes. Baker's gonna make mistakes. The Rams are winning. It, it's that simple. Monday night, Bears at Washington. I mean, the Bears are winning this. I think it's gonna be a quite low-scoring game. 41 is the line. I would almost bet the under on that because I don't think Washington's going to put up that many points, especially if it's Case Keenum. Okay, now <laughs> here's the thing. If Case Keenum goes out and throws two interceptions in the first quarter and you're Washington, do not, under any circumstances, throw Dwayne Haskins into his first NFL game against Khalil Mack and the Chicago Bears. That man, no. No, 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 no. If Case does not look good in this first, fourth quarter or in the first quarter, give up. <laughs> You've already lost. Keep Case in the game. Let him finish the game. If you lose 60 to nothing, that's fine. I don't think that'll happen. It'll probably be a low scoring, close game. But I'm just saying, do not throw Dwayne Haskins into this game. Let him start next week. I don't even know who you play next week, but it'll be better than playing against Khalil Mack in your first NFL game. The Giants next week. The Giants would be a good one. Daniel Jones versus Dwayne Haskins. It'd be an interesting story. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Case will be fine. He'll probably throw a pick. He'll probably get sacked a lot. He won't look good. I don't know. I th the Chicago's going to win on their defense alone. I still do not trust Miss Mitch Trubisky, and I'm an avid, avid guy against Mitch Trubisky. And it's not because he plays for the Bears. It might be a little bit because of it. But I just don't trust his talent at all. His throwing. Like, he he said, I heard all these reports that he improved his throwing over the offseason. And he's got quiet feet now. And his, he sets his feet before he throws. That, that, none of that matters. Aaron Rodgers doesn't set his feet when he throws like that. It's, it's about hitting your open receivers. Sorry, I hit something there. It's about hitting your open receivers. It's about making smart throws in the fourth quarter in the red zone. <laughs> I'm looking also at you, Kirk Cousins. I mean, I'm happy that you both did that. But from an outsider's perspective, you're both stupid. And I, he just has not looked impressive to me. He can't throw the deep ball. And then when you start just throwing these underneath stuff and running the ball a lot, then the defense runs like closes in on him. 
And then he tries to throw a deep ball and it still doesn't work. This, uh, I'm sorry, but he should not get money. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't mind him getting money being a Packers fan. He, the Bears should not pay him. They really shouldn't. I, it, he's just not the guy. And I hate to bring it up, but you guys, you guys drafted Mitch Trubisky. I think it was number two overall over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. I mean, come on. Mitch is just not the guy. And you guys are probably in denial now because of that mistake. Just give up. I, I don't think, unless he turns it around all of a sudden, I just don't think it's going to happen. Because that team is extremely talented right now. And with the right quarterback, it's a great football team. And I would be scared as a Green Bay fan. Right now, I'm not that scared. Washington, on the other hand, decent defense, decent offense. I don't think Case is the guy. I think Case is just kind of like a placeholder until Dwayne Haskins gets there. It's, that's really what I think is happening. But I like I said, I would love to see Dwayne Haskins make his first start next week against the Giants. Dwayne versus Daniel. I think that that's a fantastic story. You, you make a lot of headlines with it. It'd be a fun game to watch. Anyway, that I've, I said that I'm picking the Bears, right? Probably. That was heavily implied. That is all I have time for for today. Let me know your week three NFL predictions uh, on Twitter at FRKO Podcast. If you're not also if you're not already following, please follow us on Twitter. All the links to the other Twitter pages for the other podcasts are in the bio and also in the link in the description below. So check those out. I have merch for first round and three count review. Um, merch on Redbubble. Link in the description below. Um, like I said, follow us on Twitter. My personal is Olson2K18. Olson and yeah, everyone enjoy football this week. Stay fresh. Got me down in the fifth. Got me drowning in indecisions. Genie, I'm full of wishes. Still can't help with the disposition. I'm just a young college kid with all the privilege. Trust beyond belief. So can trust going through the villages. Keep an image of Priscilla with the J. Dilla. Dilla need another dollar. Dollar in Manila. So vanilla with a swirl. Let the blade run. Tongue drip slice down the middle of our nation. Heebie-jeebies, we already had this conversation. Kept me busy since day one. Accusations. Pockets gained a little weight like my ex-bitch. Still the only bricks that I've been stacking been in Tetris. Never measure up because we've been on a different metric. And I don't give a fuck about who the next I fill the is. hole in my soul with Palace and Preen logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo. Fill the hole in my soul with Palace and Preen logos. Acid wash jeans, the Vans and the Ralph Polo. Burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa. I just want to jump from the top and fly solo.